This sighting happened on April 30, 2022 in Birdsboro, Pennsylvania in the Birdsboro Preserve. This area is just north of French Creek State Park and the forests intersect with one another. There are roughly 15 to 20 square miles of dense natural woodlands in this area. It is one of the largest forest areas in southeastern Pennsylvania. It was a crystal clear warm spring day and my 12-year-old daughter wanted to learn trout fishing. We decided to go up to Hay Creek which runs for 13 miles through French Creek State Park and through the Birdsboro Preserve. We parked at the north end of the preserve on Old Route 82, now called Hay Creek Road. We hiked up into the old road past the still active larger quarry and continued up about a half mile past it. We found a spot where she could practice wading in the steam in a safe shallow area of the stream with semi-fast water. There were a lot of people walking hiking and horseback riding that day and not a cloud in the sky. We fished this spot for about two hours or so slowly moving back down the stream. At one point while I was sitting on the bank enjoying the stream and nature while my daughter was fishing I heard a loud crash, like a tree was falling over behind us. It was a bit strange because I didn't hear any chainsaws and this sounded like a huge tree was coming down. It was only a few hundred feet behind us and it was super loud. Being an avid extreme outdoorsman for three plus decades you know when things seem out of place. This was totally different from a tree falling over and then silence. This went on for about two minutes and I stood up and looked around in the direction the sound was coming from but saw nothing. I said to myself that was a bit strange and it just stopped. About 30 minutes later I heard the same thing and again this went on for like two minutes again. Now I'm puzzled and was like what the hell is going on this is not normal. I said to my daughter let's start heading back down the stream and find another spot. I still did not see anything unusual but was on alert. I thought to myself it could be deer up in the back across the road but this sounded. Then I heard a giant crashing through the woods as it was very loud. This time it was definitely closer to us. We walked about 200 yards down the trail and we started hearing this again and it was even closer than the past two times. We stopped and looked up towards the quarry in the direction of the sound but still saw nothing. I said we will cross the stream and fish down around the bend. The spot where you cross the stream is about 30 feet wide and very slippery. We took it slow because the water was a bit high for my daughter. We were about halfway across and all hell broke loose with the sound of tree branches breaking again. It took us about 90 seconds to cross the stream and I was holding her hand to help her. The whole time this sound is still going on and I'm looking back but see nothing because we are about 20 feet below the quarry where the old bridge was. Where we cross the stream there is about a 6 to 7 foot berm to step up to the road level. I get up first and help my daughter get up with my hand when I see something moving in the distance out of my peripheral vision. I turn and look and see nothing at first. Then in the distance where this sound is coming from I lock onto a 40 foot pine tree at the top of the quarry swaying violently side to side at least 5 feet each way. I pointed to my daughter and said, holy crap what the hell is that? Look. The next 40 to 50 seconds would change my life forever. We were watching the pine tree shake for about 10 to 15 seconds. Then I saw what I thought was an arm reaching out of the tree. 
It grabbed a bird which I think was a turkey buzzard. All of a sudden this thing jumps from the pine tree to a big oak tree about 10 feet away and starts climbing on the outside of the canopy. It pivoted around somewhat like a spider on the top of the canopy and disappears into the branches of this large oak tree. Keep in mind the leaves are just starting to bud on the trees and we can see movement in the tree branches. This is about 200 to 300 feet away. The whole time branches are breaking, very large branches. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Branches about two inches thick. This goes on for about 10 or more seconds and then this thing jumps out of the tree. Now, these trees are at least 40 high. Plus it falls another 15 to 20 feet onto a 60 degree incline of rocks. So about 60 or so feet this thing fell. I thought the thing was dead. I'll never forget the sound of the impact. This thing hit super hard and rocks started flying down the side of this quarry incline at least 10 feet. When it fell out of the tree this creature landed on all fours. This thing is lying flat and is a bit dazed and are winded. Then this thing stands up bipedally on its two hind legs and is about 10 to 12 feet in height. I'm thinking that this thing should be dead. I'm thinking bear, mountain lion, Bigfoot. So this thing stands up. And then goes back on all fours and jumps like a toad or a frog does. This thing clears 20 feet of ground in total, not even trying, as well as jumps in height about 8 to 10 feet in one jump. It was on all fours again, flat like a frog and then it dropped this bird that it had in its left hand. Keep in mind the thing landed facing away from us on the right side of us with its back to us and running away parallel to our left. It then reaches out with its left hand and grabs the bird and pulls it back into its... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Chest. The arms on this thing are at least six feet plus in length. It has human-like hands and legs. The hands have at least two to three inch claws on the fingers, as well as the feet. As it grabbed the bird it turned its head to the side and I saw the side of the head and face. This thing was bald from the neck up. It had a canine-style snout or nose with an upper jaw with an overhang with very long upper teeth like fangs on a werewolf. No joke about it. This thing when it stood up from heel to hip was 6 to 7 feet in height, and from hip to shoulder was another 3 feet. From heel to top of its head was 10 to 13 feet easy. The head was like a human's head but had pointed ears like a dog's but not on top of the head. It had ears where a human has them but longer and pointed. It had fur like a deer in length, very short brown, gray, and black. The skin was gray in color. This creature was very skinny though. Like it was starving or not healthy. Very skinny except the forearms and its legs were very toned. It did not have a tail. This thing stands up again bipedally and takes a step, like a track runner jumping a hurdle and clears a 15-foot rock face again, easily 6 to 7 feet in height and about 15 feet in length. It took another 5 to 6 steps and it went crashing through the woods and we never saw it again. 
I stood there in total disbelief and I was trying to process what the hell this thing was. I'm a no fear kind of guy and this thing scared the living crap out of me. I'm standing there completely frozen with fear trying to make sense of what the hell just happened. I almost lost myself with fear because I never had that type of fear ever and I had to talk myself out of it. After about two minutes of sheer confusion, I snapped out of the fear factor and I was now in adrenaline survival mode. My number one concern was my daughter and us getting out of there alive because this thing ran the same way we had to walk to reach my car. Keep in mind this was a busy day with people out from being cooped up all winter. Whatever this thing is violent and super strong to the point the right thing to do is warn people of this thing. I'll tell you this, this thing makes a full-grown tiger look like a mouse and that is no joke. My daughter was confused about what had happened. I was very concerned for her safety. As we were slowly walking back I actually started to call 911 but never did because no one would believe me and think I was mad out of my mind. I saw a few people on the way back and I asked them if they had seen a big animal come down this way and they all said no. A message for all the people out there. One thing I want to say is this, I have been in a lot of national parks and state forests and never once seen anything like this creature. Take everything I thought I knew about the wilderness and throw it right out the window and start over. This incident occurred about seven years ago when I was in my late teens on a muzzleloader mule deer hunt in the far northeastern part of Utah. This area contains some of the most remote places in the state. I've been frequently out in this area spreading in Summit County that cuts in and out of lower Wyoming since before I can remember, including lots of hiking, backpacking, camping, hunting, and being involved in some of my grandfather's work. I am skeptical of things not proven by methods of science, but I don't deny all of those things. I find that it's impossible for science to know all that is out there in our vast world. My grandfather was a recently retired biologist and former conservation officer for the state, and was a regional specialist and was over wildlife and habitat management for many years. He did everything from habitat management programs to quite literally wrangling moose to be transplanted and darting black bears. He has seen mountain lions, bears, birds of all kinds, small mammals, ruminants, plants, and natural phenomena for the majority of his life, and he understands so much that many people, including myself, will never be able to even imagine. He's scientific, honest straightforward, level-headed. He's agnostic and is not superstitious and often used to tease a certain CO who thinks Bigfoot, skinwalkers and other beings exist. Other than this experience, he has never encountered an animal that he could not at least partially identify, and other than the natural, innate fear of being in close quarters with a bear, drunken and belligerent hunter, or incredibly potent tranquilizer medication, he's told me over and over he's never been terrified of an animal or experience like this, only curious or surprised. It was late September and we were in a small camp by a lake in the high Uinta Mountains, hunting both grouse and mule deer with muzzleloaders. The camp was a small collection of men and women my grandfather had worked with over the years as a supervisor slash biologist slash CO and these were people I grew up with. One of the women, 
a new wife to one of the guys, had shot a buck deer, injuring but not killing it immediately and they had lost track of it. Devastated by the thought of wasting the animal, she returned to camp in the afternoon upset and concerned that the deer had run into an even more secluded area of the mountain which was hard to reach from the trail that she had shot from. It was a place my grandfather was familiar with because it was such a pain to get to, with lots of deadfalls and steep terrain. We volunteered to go in the late afternoon to search for the deer, following a scant blood trail that she had tracked for a while before getting fatigued and intimated by the terrain. Because both my grandfather and I were in good shape and he was so familiar, it didn't seem like a big deal. Before we left she mentioned hearing what she assumed were coyotes, which made her even more so concerned that if the deer died, they would ruin the meat and hide before she could harvest it. We took off in the early evening, expecting to be back within an hour or two after searching and having our guns with us, in case we found the animal still alive or came across another buck worth trying to harvest. It was steep in places, with lots and lots of deadfalls of varying heights making the hike slower and more tedious than we had hoped, making us understand the other hunter's fatigue. She had marked the blood trail with bright orange pieces on the trees which we followed for maybe 20 minutes and then it got hard to track. The sun was getting close to setting at this point and we knew getting out would be just as long as getting in. We had just about decided to stop when we found a spot near a fallen tree that looked like it had been recently bedded down in, followed by spatters of fairly fresh blood and we continued for longer. When the sun had just about set and the light had faded from the trees, we removed the firing caps from our guns to make them now completely safe as it was now illegal and irresponsible to hunt in such absence of decent light. My grandfather pulled out his large mag light flashlight from his pack and I put in my headlamp to begin the hike back, using our GPS to find the trailhead. About 10 minutes on the way back, we started to hear more movement among the trees, it was normal for animals to start moving now that the sun had gone down, as animals would likely be starting to head towards clearings for water or to graze in the safety of lower light. Small and distant sounds of crunching leaves, pattering of hooves of animals, or small bits of movement in the trees from squirrels or birds were common and expected. We did not expect the deafening, disturbing sound we heard next, which vaguely and initially reminded me of a coyote howl but by a few seconds and it was unidentifiable, frightening, and human-like. It started with what sounded like a person screaming, but then got louder and more intense, with a screech to it. So unlike any coyote or any animal we had ever heard. Then was the almost chittering that came in between the shrieks, and the movement of the trees becoming almost calculated, almost threatening. We stopped dead in our tracks, frozen as my grandfather started using the light to look around, I was far more freaked out than him at this point. He just seemed perplexed, curious, and a little baffled at what could make that sound. It sounded human, but with no words, with no urge of the tone of help or I'm just screaming to mess with you, we continued on after it mostly stopped, and it seemed like the other, natural, and distant sounds had gone almost silent. I listened intently to the sound of my boots crunching with the dry aspen leaves underfoot, trying to tell myself that it was just some weird coyote with a horribly deformed larynx or something. Maybe 20 minutes from the main trail that would lead us to the truck, 
We heard the chittering sound again and the sounds of thumping against dead trees. Looking around with our lights, in between dead fall maybe 12 to 15 feet in front of us was a large human-looking thing. It was almost hunched down with a long, slender arm around the front of a standing aspen. The aspen of course was pale white with the knots being dark brown, and whatever it was had skin almost as pale. I caught a very brief glimpse of its face. It seemed round and the eyes seemed sunken and I could not tell you a color other than a flash of reflection on the eye from my light, and that its face seemed sunken and emaciated. I didn't see any fur or hair. I never felt like it looked right at me, more my grandfather and just in our direction almost confused and curious, like he was before with the sound. For a mere couple of seconds, I caught a glimpse of it, but that was it. I looked down at the ground holding my eyes shut tight trying to imagine being safe and secure in the truck, and my grandfather took a few stumbling steps backward toward me. I heard the thing go off to our side, moving quickly and with purpose through the trees, to the side, and then dropped down behind us I would assume according to the sound. But I hope it went in the opposite direction. My grandfather turned to where it had veered off, as to follow it, but he soon stopped and looked at me. I had never before and never since seen him so confused, baffled, horrified, curious and in awe. I was crying at this point, ugly crying trying to muffle my shaking breath and voice, and I asked him, what was that? Over and over I asked, and he had no answer for me. He pulled his gun off his shoulder and put a cap back on the nipple of the igniter, making the gun live and he then carried it in front of his body and his arm. He pulled out another headlight to put on himself. We started walking again towards the trail, as he listed off as like talking to himself as to what it wasn't, things like couldn't have been a deer or elk or moose, it hard arms, it was hunched, it stood upright or a bear? A very sick bear? It could have been a bear, was it the light? We heard the sound, the screeching human howled distantly once more before reaching the trail, which was dirt and gravel but fairly flat, and with no deadfall, we practically jogged to the truck. I locked the doors immediately and sobbed, and my grandfather turned on music as loud as possible to try to distract me on the way back to camp. I was a mess when we arrived back, and he went to talk with the others by the fire when he got me settled in my sleeping bag in my bunk. He explained some to his friends but I don't know what all was said. The next day everyone was extra sweet to me, trying to comfort me and saying it was probably a sick animal that looked scary in the dark. The deer the hunter shot was found the next day in the daylight, scavenged quite harshly by what I assume were coyotes. To this day, he has no clue what it was, nor what that sound was, and before and since I've heard both coyote and many other animal sounds that never even compared to that sound. The scientist in me, and in him, the hopeful and blissfully ignorant people in us hope and speculate it was just a deformed, sick animal in scant light but I still have no clue of what that thing was, and I hope I never ever experience it again. Growing up in the Welsh countryside surrounded by the hill's ancient woodland green belt of forests, I've encountered a few strange things myself over the years. The most bizarre, which till now, I've only shared with two people when I encountered a strange creature on a lone walk in a nearby wood. 
It was my favorite place to frequent as a child. I was around 9 or 10 years old at the time and walking up a one-lane gravel road that cut between a small wood on a nearby hill. This was a time when parents would kick us kids out to go play until dinner time. We would end up exploring for miles, getting up to all sorts of mischief. To picture the scene, to my left the trees were mainly oak and grew upwards in a stretch of woodland about 2,000 feet in length. There was a farmer's field on the hillside at the top this incline started from a raised vertical bank of earth around 5 feet tall just about a level to me. As I stood on the track to my left the wood dropped down below me for around 50 feet to meet a country lane. The wood was quite dense and green. This was late summer or early autumn in the afternoon. It was cool and shadowy in places with bits of light breaking sporadically through the canopy above. I was halfway walking up the gravel track before the road met a bend to the left. This bend led to a local farmhouse. It was at this point in the track that a wooden stand or shelf was built into the bank side. I discovered it was used by the farmer to leave milk churns each morning for collection by the local milkman. This is around 1978 when doorstep deliveries of milk were still in fashion. As I paused to rest for a moment and planned on hopping up on the shelf to sit and enjoy the scenery, sudden movement from a shaking holly bush caught my attention around 10 to 15 feet above my line to my left. It was quite startling to see the bush moving when the rest of the woods were still. The bushes were around 3 feet tall. As I stared at it I could just make out the limbs of an animal of some sort moving in the lower branches slash roots of the bush. This had me on edge instantly as I knew this was a big animal and I was quite familiar with the local wildlife. This thing was unfamiliar. When the bottom edge of the bush parted, a face, which looked like a cross between a fox and a human girl, popped out staring at me. This creature had hands, not paws. Its face is covered in short beige fur, but from the hairline, and small pointed ears. Back along the body was a slightly longer coat, the same color as a chestnut red squirrel, or fox. We stared at each other for seconds and I was mesmerized by her. She looked as startled and shocked as I her eyes were piercing blue. It appeared that she was crouched down looking from under the bush facing downward towards me. It was only when she withdrew her face back into the bush and turned to stand straight up and away from me that I noticed that she was about the same height as me, at around four and a half feet tall. With her back towards me, I could see a tail, sleek and tapered and very dog-like, not bushy as a fox would be. She had a slender taut muscular back and muscular hind legs which were retrograde like a canine, but her arms and front legs were more slender and human-like with elbows. I cannot remember seeing her back feet but in that instant, her arms shot out from her size raised to the elbows. The fingers on her hands spread out. They were a charcoal gray color and each finger ended in small sharp claws or nails. There was a pause and she sprang forwards, bounding and plowing upwards, zigzagging through the bushes and woods towards the field above. She cleared the distance on this deep incline in seconds, in a blur of sticks and leaves. I've seen a badger run up that hillside and walked it myself. She cleared it in a ridiculous amount of time. It was only then that the fear kicked in and snapped me out of my shock. I panicked, wondering which way to run. 
either upwards to the farmhouse or back down the track to the road, then home. I've never told anyone in my family and only two friends until much later in life. It wasn't for fear of ridicule but their belief in my story that deterred me. My family and friends have always said I had a wonderful imagination so would have thought and said I had made it up or imagined it. I've kept this to myself for years and I'm 54 now. But I still enjoy a childlike wonder and an open mind for all things mysterious and unexplained on this earth. I've experienced many other paranormal supernatural things in my time on this planet, some truly terrifying. I think if you're in tune with this side of things and have had these types of experiences then you're more open and likely to encounter other things. There's my parking lot, we were facing toward my building, and next to that, between me and the canal, there's a parking lot that has nothing, just like a lot, and then there's the canal. I could see the overpass bridge that runs down Auburn over the canal. Across from that is a shop that has lights on it and there's a very, very well lit, I'm not sure what it is, a hauling business, I think, they have trucks and garage doors and stuff. Then there's a pretty thin tree line on the canal and there's nothing on my side of the canal. It is reasonably well lit. When the creature crawled out of the canal, I could see the cement guardrail walls of the canal because all the lights on this side from that shop and the light reflecting from the lights that are on the side of my building. The trees are dark. I heard a screech that made me turn my head toward that direction. Then it looked like it crawled from out of the canal because I saw this black silhouette following up and onto the embankment. That's when you could see the black silhouette against the light on the other side of the canal. You could clearly see this black blob moving across. And when my mom looked over, because she saw something in the corner of her eye, and obviously I was already looking over there, she saw the black blob, and then it took flight within the tree line. We could clearly see the shape of the wings and the size of this thing going through the tree line. Obviously, I can't say it was through the tree line, it could have been just above the canal, like the water. But we saw it completely pass, like we saw it, going through. It was massive, like, hunched over, when it was coming out of the canal, it looked like the size of our dumpster that we have in the back of our apartment building. It was huge. I have no clue what to even compare it to. It was super tall and big. When it walked, when it was on the ground, it was like hunched over and crouched, it looked like this massive blob, she said. When it initially left the ground, it flapped its wings, and it wasn't a super fast flap, because the wings were so big. The canal goes down into a more vegetative spot, so we lost sight of it there. I didn't see any glowing red eyes or anything like everybody else is describing, but it flew away from us, and we were looking at its profile most of the time or its back, she said. I was freaking out. It was pitch black. The winged entity flew halfway up the trees, so it was directly in the tree line and then stayed steady all the way down, she said. It couldn't have been in the trees because of the size of its wingspan but it could have been over the canal and just followed the canal down. There's water down there, but it's a very small like a creek, and then there's a walkway that runs down it that you can go all the way down into this park that's in the back neighborhoods. 
Then there's these huge storm drains, but they're huge, like you can just walk in there. You might have to duck your head a little bit, but you can walk in there. I don't know if it crawled out of there, but where else could it be? We walk to this broken down fence that separates my area from this lot that's on the other side, between us and the canal. We were out there walking, and I asked my roommate to come downstairs and bring a flashlight so we can shine it in the tree line and see if we see anything. She came down in 15 minutes, didn't see anything, and we drove down to the park, but the trees are so dense down there that even if there was something in there, we wouldn't have seen it. When we drove back, she went to the gas station for about 10 minutes, but my mom and I were still outside in this light. It almost looked like it was glowing. It looked like if you were to see a sort of stingray, like a glowing stingray in the air. It materialized above the air, like maybe 50 to 60 feet in the air above the empty lot, and then it had wings but they were very fluid moving, very slow moving, and very thin, like if you look on the side of a stingray. We could see that thing almost glowing against the dark sky. And there was nothing that it could have reflected off of, it was a clear sky, or that could have caused that, like a spotlight, it was an actual physical thing there, in the air. It didn't look white, it looked like light, almost like a translucent whitish light. It wasn't just a white object, because the sky was pitch black. We saw the whole glowing silhouette and it flew very smoothly and fluidly over to the street, it generally stayed the same height in the air. Then it turned around and came back over and literally disappeared in the same spot it materialized. It didn't go down, it didn't go up, it just vanished. It didn't have a tail. I describe it as a stingray because it was flat. I don't know how wide it was or if it was just this skinny, long thing, but if you're looking at the back of a stingray at eye level, it's flat and it's got pointed ends where the edges are flat ends and then it's thicker in the body and thinner in the wings. It was so fluid and smooth and slow moving, she said. It was a long, thin object. It didn't have the jerky movements of the other thing. It was very fluid, like a stingray moving in water. There was nothing for light to reflect off of. There are no power cords or anything that run all the way down. It was like seeing electricity or a glowing orb at night, but it was long and skinny. And it moved like it was flapping wings, but it was very fluid, very smooth movement. This is a description of the being I saw in Burlington, Kansas that looked like a cloaked predator from the film series. I had a bird's eye view from an apartment balcony overlooking a smooth bend to the left in the road that passes by the river dam in town. The car made the slight jog to the left easily but swerved abruptly to the right like he was trying to avoid hitting something in the road to the left. He went into the ditch and got out very cautiously and seemed to be looking in the direction of what I first thought was a giant swarm of gnats or maybe dust off to the left of the road just inches in the grass about 25 feet from his car. He then got out his phone and proceeded to take a couple of photos of this thing. He definitely looked freaked out and ran back into his car, which I assumed to call a friend. A truck showed up about five minutes later to pull him out. 
This mass was still standing upright and seemed to be looking at all that was going on but stayed motionless. It seemed to be facing the opposite way from my vantage point towards the car and truck, although you couldn't see the actual detail of this thing. You could definitely see it had an upright human stance. The car headlights didn't pass all the way through it but almost bent around it. The light was still passing through it but not in a straight line. I could see through it like foggy glass or glass with a slight smoke to it. There was no shadow visible on the ground around the figure. After the car and truck sped away, it simply vanished. If these things can't alter their reality like I believe they can, they can make themselves completely see-through or shimmer while fading in and out of our realm because they share some DNA with angels. This is just my theory on that, but I do believe they can definitely move in and out of our reality. For example, Philip in the Bible was done baptizing the Ethiopian eunuch and after the eunuch came up out of the water Philip was gone. Philip instantly found himself in another city. I believe this is just one example of either teleportation or opening a portal and going through it for instant travel. Either way, it is interesting and can connect a few dots with what I've been studying. I hope this helps someone. I've lived in Minnesota my entire life, and for about 6 to 10 years I am pretty sure I was stalked by a crawler. Mostly sighted around an old burned out and overgrown property by my hometown's golf course I began to see it slash them occasionally in the countryside at night. Scariest was when I was with a buddy at the previously mentioned property. From the entrance on the gravel road we could see something at the top of a tree on the other side of the lot. My friend was yelling at it and talking shit when I told him to maybe knock it off. He turned his head back to me for a moment and when we looked back it was gone and we suddenly heard pig snorts from the brush to our left. We booked it from there and didn't go back for a while. Weirdest encounter was with a group of friends driving around aimlessly one winter night. I had gotten out of the car to take a leak. And while I'm doing my business by the ditch I look up at a line of trees and in a small break just before the line ends I could make out something white standing up looking in my direction. Nothing threatening, no noise, just watching from about 75 to 100 yards away. I've told other people about these and other events in the past and I've always included almost conflicting stories like these. It seems there are or were multiple around where I love and it almost felt as if one was aggressive with me and the other just wanted to watch over me. I just heard a creepy story from a co-worker today. I believe him because, as he was telling his story, the hairs on his arms began to stand up. He described a sighting late one night in northern Wisconsin, in the winter, about 10 years ago. He was sneaking a cigarette at the back door of the place he was staying. Everyone was asleep. They were relatives of his that didn't smoke and forbade it in the cabin. As he was looking at the pines in the back of the property, through the cracked open door, he saw something moving through the trees. The moon was out and there was lots of light. Plus the reflection off of the snow brightened everything up, anyway, he described a thing. White in color. Very tall, 12 to 15 feet. Thin body, arms and legs. 
The head was roundish with dark slash black spots where the eyes should be. He said it didn't seem to have joints, but rather snaked its way easily in and out of the trees walking kinda sideways. I don't remember what he did with his cigarette, but he said he quietly shut and locked the door, praying it didn't see him. Now I've spent a lot of time in the woods. Summer camps, scout camp, hunting, hiking etc., but I have never seen or heard anything like this. It really has me fascinated to think there are things like this in my area. This is something that happened last night and it scared the shit out of me. Last night, at about 2am or so I was trying to sleep and I started to hear like a weird tire screeching sound. I thought it was just that, a car or something and just brushed it off, but minutes went by and the sound kept on going, at irregular intervals, sometimes sounding closer and sometimes further away. It became clear to me that it wasn't any kind of machine produced sound. It scared the shit out of me and kept on going for about 25 minutes until I woke my boyfriend up and it suddenly stopped. He fell back asleep and I tried to as well, but the sound started again, my dog, who was at the window seemed startled too. I woke up my boyfriend once again and suddenly the dogs down the road started to bark like crazy so he said it just must have been them. I knew it wasn't but I tried to convince myself it was, until I heard kind of like rustling and stepping outside in my garden, which is weird as our garden is completely fenced off with high walls. About an hour later everything just stopped and I fell asleep. I've been trying to find WTF the sound was but can't find a single animal that made a similar sound. Keep in mind I live in Spain in the outskirts of a city so we don't have your typical wildlife over here, such as fisher cats, bears etc does anyone have any kind of idea what that noise could be i know that if i don't figure it out it's going to keep me up at night okay i'll start off by saying two things first off i'm typing on a phone so grammatical error should be expected secondly this is a report from a friend and if i have to curse in dialogue it will be in russian okay so I have gaming friend who's up in the northeast corner of the USA. He told me this story not long ago and well, might as well get on with it. So it starts out with him going to his grandparents house in fall, and he's just visiting for a few days. It should be known that their area isn't exactly urbanized. He decided shortly after reacquainting himself that he should go walk and explore around in the woods. Maybe 10 minutes after he entered the tree line, he had found a little tree with a low branch he could sit in and mess around on his phone in. A few minutes later he heard a loud crash, like something heavy falling. He jumped down and looked around L, yelling a quick hello. A shrieking followed the cracks of branches. That's when he ran back. The following day, he came back with his grandpa's SKS, and sharp eyes. He only got maybe 200 feet in and he heard the shrieking again. He got into a good perched area on the top of a ridge overlooking the direction of the noise, and kept his aim down there. All he saw before trigger fingering the rifle was a very fast, six-legged, light gray, lanky thing with no visible facial features but a very long neck. He must have hit the thing, 
He considers that to be out of luck as he fired out of her prize and it may be 300 feet, because a strange, black ooze came from where it used to be. He didn't get too good of a look at the liquid before darting back off, but examinations the following day by him and his grandpa yielded that the liquid seemed to have killed the sprouts where it was. I have known all of the stories, but nothing matches up quite right. What did he see? Last week me and three other of my friends decided to go camping on one of the friend's property. He's got about 140 acres of land that his family uses to hunt whitetail deer and turkey. Anyway, the whole point of this trip was to be minimalist and really only bring, some basic tools, and blankets. This means we had no tent and no food. Anyway, before I tell you our experience, I want to inform you that the only reason I'm writing this is because one of the guys who I went camping with texted me today and told me to read this forum because it describes our experience. Anyway, this takes place in central Iowa, near Adel and we get to the property around 1 p.m. The reason we came so early is that we knew we had to start making shelters and finding a campground that was optimal. Anyway, we have a pretty successful day finding firewood finding a good camping spot across one of the ravines and on the other side of hill. This part is not very important but it is to tell you that we know weird experiences during the daytime. I had gotten a text one of the group chats I'm in, asking if he could join us just to hang out for the night but that he'd had to leave in a few hours after. Keep in mind it was already 8pm by this time so it was kinda weird that he was wanting to come on and hang at the campsite for only a few hours. But we, of course, said yes. We didn't catch any food and we were hungry so we asked him to pick up some canned beans for us to cook on the fire, with this sheet wire we found and used it as a grill. He gave me a call at 8.56pm telling me he had arrived at the GPS point I gave him, drop a pin I message. So me and two other guys left with rifles to go retrieve him. Reason we left with rifles is because Iowa has mountain lions and trust me you don't want to tangle with them. We left the third guy at camp because he's a bit older and has a pretty jacked up foot so the amount of walking we already did kind of jacked him up. On our way to get him, we didn't hear anything abnormal or weird, but we did pick up some eye shine that had fairly big eyes. Could have easily been a deer though. We pick up the guy and while we were walking back we heard talking like conversations, they were laughing, then there was a scream. It was weird because the voices sounded close but you couldn't really pick up what they were saying. We froze and the buddy that we picked up said sounds travel far out at night in the quiet. We agreed with him, and continued to walk back to camp. Personally I didn't hear anything else beyond that. But I always wondered why we heard that conversation when the nearest neighbor was miles away. We had a fifth guy coming to camp with us for the night but this man was so bogus. He wasn't able to come camp until 10pm and even when started traveling to the GPS point. He got a flat tire and we had to pick him up an hour away. We returned with the guy back at 11.30pm and I was just sick of going back and forth so once we got to camp we had a total of 5 guys and I fell asleep. This is where my story ends and my friends continues. Me and 2 other guys were exhausted and fell asleep, but one of my friends and the guy that had the blown tire decided to do a night expedition.
They were walking through the deer hunting trails and apparently and got lost into a swamp-like area. They had some bugs swarm them and eventually found themselves in a place with a creek and a huge 40-50 foot limestone wall. He said he felt like something was looking at them from that well. He got really scared so he told the other guy to start finding their way back and apparently, he kept hearing rustling noises and feeling like they were getting followed. That's all of the story pretty much. Let me know your thoughts are and if you think this was a flesh gate or just odd experiences. I was 7 or 8 years old and visiting my paternal grandparents with the rest of my family. They lived deep in the woods and I always hated it there, it felt like something was always watching, and was always eerily quiet. Like, not even crickets chirping. My little brother and I shared a bed in one room on the ground floor. My brother would sleep at one end, his head against the window slash wall, and I would be on the other, facing the window. On this particular morning, I woke up first. The sun was brilliant, making the room gold through the curtains. And there, a silhouette against the window, was a deer with the biggest rack of antlers I had ever seen. It was right there, like almost pressed against the window in profile. I stared in awe. And that is when it changed. In one smooth movement, it reared up on its hind legs and it was no longer a deer, but a man. There were only two men in the area, my grandfather and my dad, and it was clearly neither, not sure if that made it better or worse. Grandfather was very built for his age, dad had a gut. This silhouette was clearly younger, muscular but not in the like a brick way my grandfather was. It exuded strength. And scared the hell out of me. It stared to the side for a moment, and then strode off with purpose. Looking back, I want to tell myself it was just the imagination of a half-awake child, but I remember the awe and the utter fear I felt when the deer changed. A few years ago in what I think was 2016 I swore I saw what looked like a bipedal deer in Catoctin Mountain Park in Maryland. I live in Maryland, but not near that area. I was just there camping. It looked sort of like a deer, but was seemingly bipedal and very tall. It looked like it was going to fall over, too. Like it was unbalanced or spasming. It was facing semi away from me and was far away below me in a semi-forested area. I was on a large rock looking down at the forest, and after looking directly at it for a good four or so seconds and realizing I has just looked too long to be hallucinating it. I slowly backed away to where I couldn't see it and crouched down for a bit. After what seemed like a while, I made my way over to look over the edge, still crouched down, saw nothing. I quickly but quietly made my way back to the campsite I was at, and until now, never spoke of that sighting until now except when I told my family to convince them to never go back to Thermont. They didn't believe me, but they also agreed with me because they didn't want to stress me out. I just now found this article, and while quite a few details of the description aren't the same as what I saw, this sighting was 23 years before mine. I'm not sure what it would be, but I can describe like it was yesterday. 
I was about 13 or 14, I was at my cousin's house, and we were playing hide and seek outside. He lived in the more woodsy part of Neo Ohio. His house had a creek that ran down one side of his property, and the driveway was on the opposite side of the house. It was getting dark and I was the one searching. I heard leaves crumpling, and when I turned to look, I saw what looked like a deer on its hind legs. I clearly remember seeing dog legs running, but the rest of the body was straight up. And it ran with incredible speed, and I knew it wasn't either of my cousins hiding. I ran as fast as I could back to the house, and my one of my cousins was running in two, he saw the same thing. It still creeps me out to this day, because my uncle always told us how he saw weird things on that property. My parents and I were leaving a camping trip on land we own late at night. We drove through a family farm on the way home. I was in the back of the truck, watching the mob of insects flying every which way. Suddenly a bug as tall as a human hand flew into view and made a beeline for the truck. It then reversed directions, as soon as the headlights shined on it. All I could see was its four dragonfly wings and two appendages that resembled human legs below its body. After it left we all asked each other was that a fairy? I have seen anything like that before or after. I know it sounds stupid, and I think there's a logical explanation for what we saw, but I just don't have it yet. It happened only once, seven years ago, during the day, spring or summer. I was at my parents' new house, western France, in the country. I was talking to my mom, we were sitting on the sofa, next to the window. Then I watched a creature, flying from that window to the one in the next room. I only lasted two to three seconds, but I saw it clearly, it was the size of a bird, smaller than a pigeon, it was dark brown, it seemed to have small wings, one or two pairs, it was thin, and shaped like a human. I looked at my mom, asked her if she saw it too, she said yes. I asked what she thought it was, she said she didn't know and that she didn't want to talk about it anymore. I know it sounds crazy, and I would not believe that story if I hadn't seen that thing with my own eyes. I was leaving church one night just after dark. As I came to a stop at the end of the driveway, I saw a hairless humanoid creature walking across the road about 11 yards to my right. There was a nearby street light so I could see it fairly clearly. It had a completely normal human shape with tan leathery looking skin and no clothing at all. It was the size of a four-year-old child and walked like a normal human. At first I just saw it from the side but when it was most of the way across the road, it turned as if it was looking at me. Upon turning its head toward me, I could see that it had no eyes, nose, or lips. It had smooth indentions where the eyes should have been, a smooth slight protrusion where the nose should have been and nothing where the mouth should have been. It also had no noticeable ears. It did not respond to noticing me other than the two seconds it faced toward me. It continued on its straight path up a small embankment and into the woods. As it climbed up the embankment, it crawled on all four the same way a human might when climbing up a steep hill. 
It was walking from the direction of a gravel road, Lee Anderson Road, between a pump-slash-well business and an old barn. It walked north across Cavender Creek Road and into the woods on the other side in the direction of Ricketts Lake. The area has lots of hay fields, woods, hills, and creeks. Further north is a national forest. I haven't told many people about this because it makes me sound crazy. People think I'm making it up or I was on drugs. Neither is true. I have searched for similar sightings for years and haven't came across anything that resembles what I saw. My hypothesis is that it might live in a cave somewhere close by. There are plenty of caves in the area and that could explain why it had no eyes. Some people have said it was probably an alien. I doubt this because it was not carrying anything and was not startled upon seeing me. It seems like, if it was an alien that ventured far from its craft, it would have been carrying something either for protection, navigation, or collecting samples. I was driving down to my home in Naples, Florida from Long Island, New York. I had left that morning at 6.30 a.m. in rental car from airport. I was driving non-stop just gazing up, I had made to Florida border in about 13 hours using Google Maps to navigate. It took a cross from east coast to west to Interstate 75 on 40 through Ocala National Forest I had never been through this way as far as I know. I was following my navigation. I estimate it was between 11 p.m. and midnight. I had just been noticing how I was in such a rural open R. It seemed like I was in middle of nowhere. I noticed a bright moon and it did seem kind of eerie. I was driving on a this two-lane road in the middle of nowhere. I had the thought hope my car doesn't break down here within a short time I saw what I can best describe looked like an orangutan 3.5 to 4 feet waving long arms as it scurried to avoid my car. I just missed hitting it I could see how it sped up to just make it past my car I was moving between 50 minus 65 miles per hour but the thing that really freaked me out at the moment was as it passed my car it turned its head and I clearly had the feeling of its intelligence and expression as it gave me the impression of a look that you almost hit me a hash dollar hole. I thought I saw an alien or ET. It clearly had some kind of intelligence it disturbed me for years. In a discussion with someone interested in Bigfoot in conversational at work up in Northeast I told him story I had never heard of skunk ape stories or had any knowledge of any legends of anything in Florida. When he heard story he immediately said he presumed and believed I had seen skunk ape and believed me. So I went on internet to see what information was out there. Found Dave Healy info and descriptions and legends of skunk ape. The one thing I found that was interesting is there are some descriptions of it being kinda of orange with long arms and of juveniles. I don't think it was an adult I didn't see any others. The memory has stayed with me I was definitely not seeing things it was no bear and if there are no orangutan in Florida what was it? It clearly walked upright had long arms and seemed to have an intelligence the way it turned and looked at me. I just wanted to convey my weird occurrence. I wish no I had stopped and taken down more details of location and other details but it was kind of frightening also, just being in such a remote area alone. Keep your eyes open at night when driving around Ocala National Forest that's all I can tell anyone.
Prescott is surrounded by national forest on two or three sides. The area near Thumb Butte is a very dreamlike atmosphere. My 2011 sighting was confirmed by a family in 2018. I was at Thumb Butte Road in Prescott at the city limits sign on my bike. Suddenly, two to three houses in front of me, 100 feet or less, was a four-legged creature that was as big as a horse. It had four long legs like a horse. It immediately tensed up its whole body, ready to fight if necessary. Its face was round. Brown slash beige fur. The fur formed a shaggy beard, almost mountain man-like. It was long at the chin and cheeks. I was on bicycle. I hopped off and slowly walked backwards. Then I found another route to town. It was 3 p.m. in 2011. Most people on that road aren't home at that hour. It's very quiet. In 2018, May friend told me that his neighbor saw the same creature near Thumb Butte in the forest. His kids saw it, and he didn't believe them. They pointed this creature out, and he saw it, too. Same description. Horse size and the other features. So I was walking to work, I'm a high school teacher, after visiting my aging grandmother who lives in the location. I took this back road alleyway behind the house since it was a shortcut and I loved the scenery there. It was around 6 in the morning so it was still kinda dark. The way the alleyway was is that it's a tiny single lane road with trees around it and I was headed west towards the community garden. I heard some chittering sounds so I assumed it was a bird or something. I heard a trash can fall over, just the neighbor's dog rummaging through the trash, I thought. I saw something behind a tree and it looked like it was trying to hide from me. It chittered at me and made a mad dash across the pavement into the other trees, and I didn't see much of it, but it was at least six feet tall and had black stripes on its body. It stood upright and had four-fingered hands and was bow-legged. It managed to scratch the strap of my satchel when it ran and the claw marks looked more precise, not rugged. I don't know if it tried to attack me or it was scared of me and brushed the strap on accident when it ran away. I tried telling my buddy about it, but he was sarcastic about it, so I assumed no one else would believe me. I only found out about this website today so I figured I would share my experience with the raccoon man, as I dubbed him. For years, there has been something stalking the woods surrounding the area where I grew up, and it does not like that it has been noticed. The first encounter was actually not by me, but by my younger brother sometime around 2001 to 2002. My mother received a phone call from my grandmother around 8 one summer evening, asking her to come down and pick my brother up. Grandma lived just a minute's walk down the dirt road from our house, easily within view from the front porch, so asking my mom to come down and get my brother personally was odd. When mom brought my brother home, he was in tears. He claimed he saw a creature while he was playing in the yard space between my aunt's and grandparents' properties. He said it was black with yellow eyes, taller than our dad, who is six feet four, and was smiling at him with sharp teeth. It was days before he slept normally again. 
Mom and Grandma chalked it up to him seeing a bear that had wandered up from the woods and the rest was either his imagination or the bear had been baring its teeth at him. I did too, for a time, until I hit age 15 a few years later. I told the story to a friend of mine that was staying over one weekend. She was intrigued and, being silly teenagers, we decided to venture out towards the woods after dark. We approached the edge of the woods that bordered my grandparents' property, but I lost my nerve, thanks to a bad feeling in my gut and decided not to go any further. My friend left me behind and headed down the hill to a small clearing while I remained by some chestnut trees. I sat there for a few minutes, singing quietly to myself to calm my nerves, when I looked over at the nearby brush and noticed a crouched black form with four yellow eyes staring back at me. I scrambled to my feet and called for my friend, who ran my way from her position in the clearing. She slipped on some mud and fell right in front of the creature, distracting it for only a second before its eyes returned to me. I pointed at the eyes and asked her if she was seeing what I saw, not believing my own eyes. She confirmed that she did, and like a fool, I reached down for a fallen tree branch and took a step towards the thing. It roared at us unlike any other thing I've ever heard in my life. We turned tail and ran as fast as we could back to my house and didn't dare to see if it had followed. We returned the next day to find gashes in some of the surrounding trees, like huge claws had torn into them. There was no other sign of the thing we had seen. Afterwards, the entire experience felt like a hazy nightmare for both of us. And so, full teenagers that we were, we continued to venture out after dark whenever my friend came to visit, hoping for another glimpse of the creature. We told no one of our first encounter for fear of being written off as my younger brother had been. I avoided telling my brother especially because I didn't want to scare him or make him think I was teasing him. We spotted it several more times after that over some years, usually from afar since we tried keeping a safe distance from the woods after that first time. There were many times I swear I could feel its presence outside after dark, usually when the weather was warm. It always lurked in the shadows, always out of reach of any light, noticeable only by those yellow eyes. The most troubling thing of all was that the creature seemed to follow me wherever I went. Several occasions occurred when my friend and I encountered it while I was visiting her house across town. Another time, I could have sworn I felt its presence while we were visiting family in South Carolina, this was later confirmed by my brother. On several occasions while at my friend's house, we saw its eyes from the tree line, glaring at us. I tried again to approach it as few times, but always was unable to get very close for fear of my own personal safety. I never could see more to its form aside from the eyes. It was always just like they floated there in the dark. The last sighting I had of the creature personally was in November of 2011, when I came home after seeing a midnight showing of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. It was close to 3 in the morning when I came home that night. I stopped in the kitchen to get something to drink before bed when I saw it from the dining room window, the best view of it that I'd ever gotten in all my years of dealing with it. It was just outside the fence around our yard, standing in front of my dad's truck, just a short ways from the front door. It towered above the vehicle, but that may have been because it was standing on a spot where the land slopes right in front of where it was parked.
I couldn't see any other defining features in the darkness. To me, it was just a hulking, humanoid figure that was almost as black as the night around it. But that was all of its body that I could see just a tall, abyssal form. Its eyes pierced me through the window. It was only a few seconds that we stared at each other, and yet at the same time, it somehow felt like ours. And then it ran out of sight towards the woods, faster than anything I'd ever seen. It wasn't until after it was gone that I realized it was so close to where I had parked when I came home, next to dad's truck. If it was already at the fence by the time I had gotten inside the house, then it must have already been close by when I pulled up. I felt sick when the realization came to me, and I kept looking outside to see if I could spot where it had gone. Minutes after that, my dad came into the room, getting ready to leave for work, he always left around 3.30 am back then. He asked me what I was doing, and I could only tell him that I saw something weird outside since I figured he'd think I was crazy if I told him the truth. I watched him go down to his truck to leave for work just in case. Nothing happened. Four years later, in 2015, I moved out of my parents' home and away from the woods to a more populated part of town. As a result, I've thankfully not had any experiences where I'm currently living, but things still persist back home. Both of my brothers say they've started hearing roars screams in the night coming from the woods. The one that first saw the thing all those years ago swears that it's the creature. Our younger brother claims to have seen it recently, in February 2019, but given my experiences, it is odd for it to be around this time of year. I've tried to research creatures that fit the description of what lurks around my parents' home, but nothing ever turns up about yellow-eyed creatures. I'm posting this here in hopes that others with similar experiences might come forward and allow me to narrow down just what this thing is exactly. It's been haunting us for years, and right now, it doesn't look like it will be letting up anytime soon. Additional statements, the eyes were patterned like so in the attached sketch on the front of its head. They had no pupils and were the same uniform yellow-slash-amber color. It was quite large from what I could always tell. It was definitely significantly taller than my father, so maybe close to 6 feet 8. It was always hard to take notice of the form around it. Every time I saw outside of the final time, it was obscured by tree branches and the like. The sketch is the best I can describe its appearance. It was like pure pitch around the eyes, but it was very tall and large, thickly built. I couldn't get a look at anything further down from its upper body, as it was obscured by the flower bushes that my mom had planted in front of where it was standing. My friend and I found gashes in the trees the next morning after our first sighting and a few times after it, but we didn't want to get too close to further inspect them, thanks to poison ivy around them. I avoided provoking it or wanting anything to do with it as I got older, so I stopped looking for evidence altogether. That last time, I didn't see anything noticeable from where it was standing in front of the truck, but then again, it didn't occur to me to look either. That was in 2011, and I hadn't seen or heard anything at all since I moved out in 2015. This past month, though, both my brothers have told me there have been some strange things happening again back home. They have seen strange lights outside in the woods, and the youngest one says he heard screeching coming from the area of the woods where I most often saw the creature.
As of this email, however, there haven't been any further sightings of the creature. All this happened this month a couple of days ago in the Republic of Tatarstan. The farmer and other witnesses say it quacks and crawls on the roof. This creature that managed to catch as a cub and an adult reaches a size larger than a dog and a wolf. You can read the witness's story below. Dear people of the Buzdyakski district, we are writing to you, maybe someone already had this, they killed a chicken on Akhmadeyev street, tore off its head, and took the clings with them, returned a couple of days later and tried to open the cages of rabbits. Father went out and saw four very large animals that looked like a dog, three walked on the roof of the barn, one near the barn, they don't react to noise, don't be afraid, be careful. Today, July 15, 2022, my friend's chickens were killed on Krasnoarmeskaya Street, the body lies there are no chicken heads, and the calf was lost for 4.5 months. Crashed with two wheels rode on it he ran away did not die. Be careful people please, let's deal with these animals, who have weapons or something they need to kill creatures. For around half a year to a year now, I've been observing these creatures in the woods around my friend's house. I go over there frequently and we go to said woods together to observe them. I am fairly positive that these entities are flesh gates. They are almost pure white, very very skinny, and crawl around. They are almost identical to the rake creepypasta except for slightly distorted proportions. We see them often pacing near the edge of the forest at late times in the night. There are usually two of them, although they've been out there alone before. They seem to be getting cockier and nearing closer to us, instead of observing at a distance like they used to do. We've seen other as equally disturbing creatures around the area, but I believe, that strays too far from the original purpose of this subreddit. I'll be posting my past and future interactions with them on here if you guys are interested in it. I had an experience three weeks ago. I was laying down on the floor, because my bed was warm. So I leave a few blankets on the bed, and then I hear my mattress creaking and my spinning chair creaking. I open my eyes to see the chair spinning slowly and an extremely pale and bony head of something peeking out at me from the blankets left on the bed. When I looked at it, our eyes met, and it bolted out of my room and through the back door. The security woke everyone in the house up. Lightning fast movements. Like, too fast for me to keep track of. In my near sleep state. I feel like it could have been the rake, if the rake is real, since it goes to the foot of your bed and attempts to kill you from what I've read about it. But it had the odd, bent structure. I'm worried and I haven't seen one since, but I've been seeing white flashes out of the corner of my eyes that could be it bolting around. So currently I live in a small town named Skio pretty old-fashioned place old houses and covered bridges from the Oregon Trail but anyway Skio is a town that's pretty much infused with the woods around it like I can touch a tree from my side windows if I tried, 
This all started one night I took a hike in the thickest wood I could find it was about 2.40 am and every so often I would hear footsteps that seemed to lag slightly behind mine but stopped when I stopped but ever since that night my dogs won't go out back anymore alone, or without light, and I hear tapping all around my home usually starting around 1 am then proceeding to tap on my windows I don't have the guts to look at the window during the tapping but recently the tapping has become pounding and that pounding is on my back door window and tripping my sensor light almost every night and whenever I'm out at night I always hear the footsteps and feel hatched.